You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. Lots of chatter about the uh, healthcare system uh, in Canada and uh, what's been going on uh, as we come out or learn to live with a uh, global pandemic. We remember during the pandemic, uh, everybody was pretty much universal in saying that, you know, obviously some changes uh, need to be made. Jugmeet Singh, leader of the NDP today, coming out and chastising the prime minister, oddly enough, uh, as he is supporting the government, uh, chastising Justin Trudeau, uh, needing uh, calling him to step up and to meet the provinces and talk about where we go and how we move forward in finding a solution to our, our highly coveted health care system, but one that is full of flaws. We saw that during a, uh, a, a global pandemic. Uh, that being said, uh, as a result of that, yesterday, I don't know, uh, all of a sudden the feds announced that they're bringing back the chief nursing officer, uh, which will oversee, uh, this was a, a, uh, a former position uh, that is now being brought back to oversee uh, the nursing uh, industry and, and what is going on and, and hopefully try to come up with some solutions uh, that go right the way across the country as all provinces seem to be uh, screaming about this. How is this being received and what does it mean as far as helping our health care system let's bring in dr claudette holloway president registered nurses association of ontario and with us now doctor thank you for the time i hope you're well thank you i am so your thoughts of bringing back the chief nursing officer uh how is this going to help us in in the in the problems that we're facing in with canadian uh the canadian health care system well, we're excited from RNAO to see that this position has been reinstated over 10 years. Uh, we need to have that nursing voice at the table. And uh, Dr. Lee Chapman has a varied uh, life uh, and career in nursing, in acute care, in community care. And we need to have that representation. Because you know that the uh, nursing uh, shortage has been in existence for some time. Uh, so we came into this pandemic 22,000 nurses short, and the pandemic only made it worse with, with uh, our nurses being burnt out, not able to deliver the care that they uh, want to and the care that Ontarians deserve. They're doing their best uh, with the limited resources that they have. So we're very excited um, to see this come about. Uh, obviously, these uh, problems, these issues, as you've said, that have been highlighted during a global pandemic, my goodness, our healthcare workers, we put them to, you know, through hell and back, uh, trying to get us through this, this global pandemic. And, and, and I think it exposed a lot of flaws in the system that a lot of Canadians didn't realize that were there. And actually, issues that have been there for 5, 10, 20, 30 years, uh, this is just now culminating, all coming together with a, a global pandemic um you know obviously the the position of uh chief nursing officer uh was eliminated 10 years ago but these issues even were there before that so are are you confident that this can actually mean change for for nursing and and the healthcare system well, it demonstrates that the federal government has respect for Canadian nurses, that they're, uh, they're, they're listening to us. And we would like to see the same thing in Ontario, where we're the only province that is dealing with Bill 124 that caps the wages of uh, nursing 
professionals and other health professionals at 1% where in you know the um cost of living has gone so high so we're very confident that um Dr. Lee Chapman has the experience to bring that voice to the table she has the experience she can be connected through the um the chief nursing office of the province Dr. Belgi um who again you know we are we need our politicians to listen to us show us the respect um we need an urgent recruitment and retention strategy uh, to attract nurses back to Ontario, allow them to earn a fair wage um, and help them to stay in, in the province. We don't want them leaving to, to go across the border or in other provinces so they can earn uh, a reasonable living. And nurses who are choosing to take uh, that route for, say, uh, agency nursing, they're trying to get some control over their work environment. So I believe that with the voices of our chief nursing officers, we can uh, get that done and use the money that hospitals would use to try and uh, salvage, uh, you know, the challenges that they have with staffing instead of paying that to profit organizations, invest that money into healthcare. And we also hope that the federal government will... Uh, increase their funding to 35% to the provinces, but also make strings attached so that the premiers in the provinces will use that money um, targeted to the health human resource crisis that we're trying to address. You know, you refer to Bill 124, and many uh, in your organization will do this. We have to point out that this uh, covers not just nurses, but everybody in the public sector, and was set up... Uh, prior to the global pandemic when inflation was quite low so that raises would not be going above inflation those contracts are not coming due are you concerned that this is getting lost in the provincial battle once again as opposed to being dressed uh, addressed on the national level where all the provinces are complaining not just those in ontario uh, all the provinces are complaining that we need some sort of fix the status quo is not working anymore are you confident we can get the provinces and feds working together to actually move this forward as opposed to getting caught in the politics of it all well, I think in, in the case of Ontario, definitely we're, as far as I know, we're the only province that has a Bill 124 that is capping the wages. And yes, it's not only nurses, it's other health professionals and even physicians have joined our call to have. It's other people in the public service as well. And, it's like not just service. it's That's not right. just health care. It's everyone. That's right. And and RNL, we're, we're advocating for nurses, but we fully understand that this affects other people. So we want to have. Um, particularly with nurses being the backbone of the healthcare system. We really need, and we can see with the closing of emergency departments and intensive cares that have to shift people to other places, we really need to address the, the nursing shortage in Ontario, not only here, but across the provinces. Uh, you know, uh, Claudette, I'm hearing the same thing that I was hearing prior to the pandemic in the sense that, um, you know, people firing off in all different directions and not coming together to find a solution. And, and I think Canadians are, are getting growing tired of that because we want a solution to the problem. You know, we don't want to get involved in the politics or the day to day, uh, agenda of what various organizations are, whether it's teaching, whether it's uh, education, sorry, whether it's, it's health care or what have you. And again, I'll come back to this question. Are you confident that 
all of these organizations can put their own personal interests aside and actually come up with a solution here. The status quo is not working. And even what you're suggesting, Claudette, is just, again, more Band-Aid solutions. I mean, are we going to find something different here? Well, um, I cannot speak for the other professions, but certainly uh, RNO is willing to sit at the table with the Minister of Health here in Ontario, work with our um, Chief Nursing Officer of Canada to address. And we are not here um, for ourselves. We're here for for nursing as a profession and for um, the, the health care that Canadians receive. So I, I, I would like to make that clear. But I understand that other um, professions also have the challenges and, you know, we will certainly contribute whatever we can from RNAO to deal with the health. We're, we're specializing in health, health, uh, public health policy, healthy public policy. So um, we're certainly, we've already put some solutions in place. We know that we have nurses who are um, interested, interested in moving from, say, registered nurse to nurse practitioners. We need funding from the Ontario government to do that. And if the uh, federal can assist with that, that is even better. We know that enrollment for schools, uh, for nursing, that is increased. Uh, 35%, I believe it's gone up. So there is an interest in the profession. And even though we've heard, you know, the challenges, people are still interested because nurses care. And we have nurses who are retired, um, registered nurses, clinical nurse specialists, um, nurse practitioners who with incentives could be drawn back into the workplace to uh, help mentor the internationally educated nurses, over 22,000 who are in the province um, and 14,000 who are registered nurses willing to come alongside. So RNAO has already put these solutions forward. Um, we're willing to, you know, sit down and have that conversation support in any way we can. But altogether, we need to look at health care Ontarians and healthcare. We know that it's not just hospitals. We know that hospitals have taken the biggest brunt, but we realize that there's healthcare needed in, in the community, public health also. Dr. Claudette Holloway with us, President, Registered Nurses Association of Ontario, talking about tackling the healthcare issues and the addition of the Chief Nursing Officer. Doctor, thank you so much for the time and insight. Much appreciated. Be well. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.